You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-lunch pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. What's doing something he didn't think he would do? My me. You. I'm Robert Evans, host of Behind the Bastards, and I'm here uh, looking at Sophie's horrified face. You know, Sophie, my grandpa had a saying. My co-hosts today are Katie Stoll and Cody Johnson. That's How are y'all doing today? Great saying, Grandpa. It was weird. We all thought he was going senile when he would just shout that out no, at he Thanksgiving was just dinner but then, twenty years ago. Yeah. But then I met you both. We are. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Grandpa Evans. How are you guys doing today? I'm all right. Good. I'm A plus. Good. Good. Cody's right on time. Yeah. Cody is only thirty-seven minutes late to record, which I have I to say, love. normally there is a calendar invite that tells me what time we are recording, mm-hmm. and there mm-hmm. was not this time, and so I, I did also, not know there was another calendar invite that said one thirty, which is what I was expecting. Cody is ready <laughs> for do. the coming hey, collapse so, uh, of infrastructure. Just, just quick, quick check. Katie, were you on time? I was on time. Hey, Robert, quick check. Were you on time? Maybe. Here's the thing. You were. I checked. Chris, were you on time? He wow. <laughs> um, I, I do normally give Cody a little reminder, and that is my fault. Because oh, you were no, please do not. No, no, I, no, no. It's not no. about your reminder. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely. This is no. Sophie, there's nothing woker than letting a woman take the blame for a man's absolutely. very clear and obvious I mistake. I want all of our listeners to know I did not mean that seriously. <laughs> yeah, it was Katie Absolute. and Sophie's fault. Mm-hmm. They co- they collaborated. Yeah. Like Barack Obama and Pete Buttigieg. Katie called Sophie and was like, should I remind Cody? And Sophie was like, no. Should I send an email invite like mm-hmm. I normally do? And Katie was like, no. And then they laughed and laughed and laughed. Mm-hmm. I was on the email thread with them or, while they did it. I or, thought it was messed up. Or, yeah, no, it's all- or, or perhaps you fucked up. Continue, Robert, with your show. So, guys, <laughs> do you remember how last year we had a couple of fun moments where we got together as friends 
as 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 colleagues, as comrades, and we randomly paged through terrible books. How could I forget? We learned about what an egregore is, yeah, which is right. the, the the collective Satan that the Jewish people have created with their own their own seared into my memory. Yeah, links. that was a good one. Yeah, I remember the science book we read. <laughs> the science book we yeah. read. You remember the QAnon book we read? Oh yeah. Uh, where we learned a lot of good information. Science part two. Science part two. Mm-hmm. Today I got a little bit of a different book because um, you know sometimes reading through random books at random points in time means I don't have to prepare as much, which can help us to get ahead over and here. And I love that for bastards. you and for us, mm-hmm. for our show. And today we're going to read a book called True Allegiance. Now, uh, this has been described uh, by the New York Times bestselling author Brad Floor as a blockbuster debut thriller ripped straight from the headlines. And its author is a fella y'all might know. Hmm. Oh, Benny Shaps. My favorite. Ben Shapiro. Yeah, we are we are doing the Ben Shapiro book today. This is fun because I've um novelist Ben Shapiro. I've been muting him or mm. avoiding him on Twitter, so it's been a minute. You've been taking care of your mental health. And I'm ready to just <laughs> tarnish it right now, just light it on fire. I also yeah. have let Ben go. Oh, Cody. There are, there's yeah. only so much room we have in our day-to-day. Mm-hmm. That can't have been easy for you. It wasn't. Uh, everything he says is wrong. It is or wrong. lie. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit before this about what we do when we have a book by a terrible person that mm-hmm. I don't want to support financially, but I want to mm-hmm. read. Because there's a trick. And I wasn't telling people the trick before, but now, like, fuck it. What, what's, what's the worst that could happen? So uh... The key is. The key is. As far as I know, this isn't illegal. The key is. You purchase the book on Kindle, right? Mm-hmm. You download it to your device. You disconnect your device from the internet. You apply for a refund from Kindle. Uh-huh. And then you finish doing what you're going to do in the book before you reconnect it to the internet Smart. and it removes it. Great. Love that. That sounds legal to me, actually. It does sound very yeah. legal. Yeah. So a little bit of... A little bit of advice. Now, True Allegiance was a book published in 2016 by Post Hill Press uh, and, and, of course, author Ben Shapiro. And I, I want to read you all the, um, the Amazon description so we, so we can know what we're going for here. New York Times bestselling author Ben Shapiro's new novel asks, how close are we to our country's collapse and will we be able to stop it once it begins? America is coming apart and a legal immigration crisis has broken out along America's southern border. There are race riots in Detroit. A a fiery female rancher turned militia leader has vowed (laughs) revenge on the president for his arrogant policies. And the world's most notorious terrorist is planning a massive attack that could destroy the United States as we know it. Meanwhile, the president is too consumed by legacy-seeking to see our country's deep peril. Brett Hawthorne is the youngest general in the United States Army, and he's stuck alone behind the enemy lines in Afghanistan. He's the last lost soldier of a failed war, fighting to stay alive and make it back home. But will he be able to stop the collapse of America in time? Sounds like a real thriller. I have a question. Uh, Is mm-hmm. there an audiobook version of this? Ooh. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're probably... True allegiance, Spence. Yeah, it's free with your Audible trial. Does he read the Audible? I have to know. I have There's to, no because, way they would let him do because that. The, There's no way. It just way. sounds way better than in your voice than it does in his voice, and I feel like it's... it's yeah. So you, if it, could you look it up? Because I'm disconnected from the internet. So <laughs> steal this book from me. <laughs> mm. So... I bet there's a foreword in. Oh my god! Oh my god! You guys! Oh no! There's a foreword. It's not even the foreword. You know how you know, like b- b- books will have like a praise for this book page yeah, where yeah. it has the mm-hmm. the first <laughs> quote on the praise for true allegiance page. Meet our new Ayn Rand Salon.com. Oh. Salon.com. Salon. Mm-hmm. 
Ew. Oh my god. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. Ooh, sure there's an Ann that. Coulter quote, uh, yep. provocative, intense, and about five minutes from becoming reality. Ben Shapiro's True Allegiance is a riveting thriller about what happens when America falls apart. This sounds uh, rooted in fact, not feeling. Mm-hmm. He's got an Alan West quote in there. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. really good. Oh boy. And then some people that I don't recognize. Okay, so cool. We've uh, we're on a good we're on a good. Yeah, start. it sounds like it's a good book. Sounds like it's a good book by good people. I'm very excited for this. Yeah. Okay. So, is it? Does he read it, Sophie? Oh my good gracious! No, that's the right side of history. Oh, that's the right side mm-hmm. of history. That's his. We're we're doing True Allegiance. Oh, I don't think he does. I don't think I don't think he does. It's oh, probably, wait, no, I'm sure they've got it. By, it's just not him. Narrated yeah. by somebody who is not Ben Shapiro. Oh, yeah. What's their name? That's a good call. Because you might not believe what you learn about Brigadier General Brett Hawthorne. Brett Hawthorne. <laughs> Brett Hawthorne. And, and the, the president who only cares about Obama. I mean, not Obama. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a different president, right? <laughs> All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with, I think, chapter one looks like it's opening with, like, you know, we're starting with, like, a terrorist attack going on uh, in, in New York City. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, wait. What year was this? Did you say that? 2016 Great. this came out. Yeah, it would have had to. Yeah. Great. So the president obsessed with legacy would be Obama, not the president that yeah. Uh, yeah, um, is also obsessed with his legacy. Mm, mm. Just the in a different dude. way. In a different way. All right. Oh, no, it doesn't start. Okay. So <laughs> the first episode doesn't start with a, a, a new terror. It starts with like 9-11. Uh, and I think the character who's going to grow up to be our, our, uh, our ranch militia leader uh, in New York at 9-11 seeing the towers at the building. So that, that seems like what we're going on with this, this prologue here. So that's good. So we're, we're, we're kicking it off with a 9-11. And then we move right in with chapter one to Brett Hawthorne in Kabul, okay. Afghanistan. Brigadier General Brett Hawthorne looked at his M9 magazine and cursed to himself. Empty. He was sat up against a mud brick hovel in the city's poor part of town. Even in Kabul, there was a large income gap and felt the sweat trickle down cold between his shoulder blades. He hadn't been alone for years. Generals always had a personal security detail, but things had gone hellishly wrong. Hawthorne was a bear of a man, 6'3 in his bare feet, 215 pounds in his underwear. Let's talk about this a minute. Uh huh. I've gotten criticized in the past for making fun of Ben Shapiro's shortness. And it's true that you shouldn't make fun of people for being short. Some people in this very room mm-hmm. are short. Yeah. A lot, most of us. Most yeah. of us. Most of us, except for you and myself. Yeah. I'm not tall. There, you, I'm wearing tall shoes There are right more, now. there are taller people than me in this room, there are, I think is what there Robert are. is looking to. And it's to. fine. There's nothing, nothing, it says nothing about the thing your is, personage. But also, short. so but. like... <laughs> <laughs> Well, so here, I mean, here's the other thing. For many, 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 many years, uh, Ben Shapiro claimed that he was uh, my actual height, 5'8". Oh, really? Uh, I, did, I was unaware of he this. He is not, as we all, like we, as we all know. Um, so it's just one of those things where, okay, you're going to lie about this a, a lot. What Clearly, is, what is his real there's height? There's something, I don't know. Like 5'4". Like, Okay. Something. I don't know. I'm making that up, but I've heard that. But yeah. he's been lying about his height for years. That's yeah, funny. it yeah. is funny. And um, it's funny that his clear self-insert character, Brett Hawthorne, is a bear of a man, 6'3", in his bare feet, and 215 so pounds, funny. and 215 pounds in his underwear. So yeah. what I'm struck by this is like, there's all these stories, Ben Shapiro... <laughs> Sorry, no, no, it's fine. Oh, what a beautiful man. laugh. Um... Uh, ben Shapiro 
wanted to be a Hollywood screenwriter. He sure did. And he yes, flunked he did. out of that. Yes, he I, did. There's just these few sentences. I just mm-hmm. can feel him being like, this would make a great tr- movie. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, like he's writing it like, oh, fuck those guys. If Hollywood won't make it, I'll write this, you know? And, yeah, he's, yeah. I'm also wondering as a gun guy. So the M9 is the um, the nine millimeter Beretta sidearm that was, is, is up, was up until recently the uh, the standard sidearm of the military. It says he looks at his M9 magazine. Now, there's a couple of things that that makes me think. So if you're actually shooting a handgun like that and it's empty, the slide locks back, and you can immediately tell that it's empty because the slide is locked back. Uh, at no point, if you're in a firefight, would you eject the magazine and look at the magazine to determine whether or not your weapon was empty. Um, and I'm I'm not I'm not sure how Brett Hawthorne, combat general, I, 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 that doesn't make any sense as an opening. Like you it would make what? sense if he was like looked like the slide locked back of Brett Hawthorne's <laughs> M9 magazine, and he cursed to himself, mm-hmm. empty. Like that makes yeah gun sense. I can this explain this to you. Okay. Ben doesn't know what he's talking about. No. <laughs> Thank you for that, Katie. Um, I, I, ha- I have to back up real quick. <laughs> we made it need, one I know, sentence I know, in. I know, I know, I know. We're I about know. a paragraph. I know. We're doing really well. I need you, Robert, real quick. Okay. To read uh, the blurb at the beginning one more time Wait. about Ayn Rand. Oh, about Ayn Rand. Uh, okay. Let's, the whole thing. We're scrolling back. What does it say? We're scrolling back. True Allegiance. Meet our new Ayn Rand. Okay. By Salon.com. Okay. That's it. <laughs> so here's the thing, folks. Uh, if you were to go to Salon.com. Salon.com. And you were to look for that phrase, mm-hmm. you'd find an article. Mm-hmm. And that article is called, Meet our new Ayn Rand, colon, Ben Shapiro's ham-fisted propaganda <laughs> fiction is even worse than you guessed. That is... Subheader, the wingnut pundit resents the liberal tone of TV, but turns out cartoonish right-leaning prose. Unreal. Thank you for cool looking stuff. that up. That is... Is that legal? Uh, from can you just Jose's take you, part of somebody's the yeah, title? Of you can. You can do whatever you want. It's amazing. It's the funniest thing I think Ben has ever done. It's the. It's it's everything about him. We need regulation of book blurbs. Uh, taking that blurb, like no one would want to be like, oh, I'm the new Ayn Rand. Like already, it's like well, that's not like <laughs> praise that. You would want to uh, promote, but the fact that it's just pulled from this really, really mean oh headline is God. so good. You guys, there's so much more to say Let's about do it. Combat General Brett mm, Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Oh my God. Okay, so so Brett Hawthorne, who is at 215 pounds in his underwear, uh, has a graying blonde crew cut and a face carved of granite. Um, oh my God. Not, not, not a face that looks carved of granite, but a face carved of it granite. Is, yeah. What a horrifying reality for him. I know. What a nightmare for Brett Hawthorne. I mean, I'm kind of into this. It's like a fantasy thing now, mm-hmm. right? Toxic masculinity. He can never change his face or I show emotion. feel like he's touching himself when he writes about Brett Hawthorne, combat general, and not at all a Ben Shapiro stand-in. So it, it so Brett is uh, is looking up at the blown up buildings of Kabul and he uh, he could see the Kabul Serena Hotel burning. The new coalition government had bragged about the hotel as the standard bearer for the modernization of the city with its historically imitative Islamic architecture, satellite TV, and wireless internet. Now the flames licked at the windows as ashes floated down on the city. And I feel like. He brings up that it's Islamic architecture for a reason to make mm-hmm. it seem like even more of a bad idea yeah. to try to uh, modernize No, Kabul. I'm just yeah. being specific in my prose. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that if I'm you sure were Ben to... knows what Islamic architecture looks yeah. like, for one thing. <laughs> um, no, I'm sure if you were to control F, mm-hmm. that file, and just type Islamic, oh, boy, it would come up as, like, 
a descriptor for so many things yeah. that do not need that word. I, I bet you're right. We're indexing right now. I'm going to move right along to... Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it goes on to him talking about how a few short... <laughs> this is pretty great, too, actually. A few short years ago, Afghanistan had seemed to be on the upswing. The Taliban <laughs> had been on the run, hiding in the mountains of the Tora Bora region, okay. sallying forth every so often to hit a supply chain. The coalition forces had been systemic. So a few years ago, everything yeah. had been great but in Afghanistan. The, but the arrogant president. We, and his, oh, yeah, 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 Hawthorne yeah, yeah. knew all this because he had designed the strategy. And now the strategy had gone to shit. Well, <laughs> Brett Hawthorne thought to himself, at least I can tell those stupid bastards. I told you so. Okay. It's so good. It is delightful mm-hmm. to see who Ben thinks that he is. Oh boy, you guys I typing mean, in Islamic is painful. Fewer times than I thought, but okay. I'm already seeing some religion of peace talk that I'm sure is going to be mm. fun. Oh boy. The, the all the words that are available in mm. in like the little search cuz you only get the few words around it right. that late stage islam is peace pussy shit oh <laughs> that's that's, that's what a, we get there that's a sentence for you i don't know the context yet but i'm sure we'll learn i love the idea that as ben is writing this he's like at his desk typing and he has a cigar in his mouth yeah. that he will never light no. but he's just like cuz it like, hurts his lungs yes exactly <laughs> yeah he hates the taste and <laughs> yeah. he hates what it does to him so well, it, it makes my feel. tummy but nauseous. he knows mm-hmm. that like i need that he's got to have the cigar <laughs> and like a glass of scotch that is Mostly ice that he doesn't sip from. Yeah, it's mm. melted. Nah, it cost him three hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> You've got to savor it. <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about Brett Hawthorne's background now because mm-hmm. you know we start like a great writer. He starts in the action sh- scene, right? Yeah, like, Brett Hawthorne yeah, you... pinned down under mm-hmm. fire. Islamic hotel is burning. Yeah, he grips you right away. He grips you, you, you right you, away. You're, you're like excited. You're like, oh yeah, it's like Die Hard, but Ayn mm-hmm. Rand. Yeah, dying, di- <laughs> dying Rand. Yeah, and now now we go back to let's learn about Brett, Hawth- Brett Hawthorne's right. background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brett Hawthorne was the youngest general in the American military. He'd grown up lower middle class in Chicago. His mother a teacher. His father a salesman for oh, the wait. local phone so, company. Oh, I'm sorry. At some point, you got to search how many times he mentions Chicago. Oh boy, is he? Is that a thing for him? Um, it's a thing for him because of Obama. It's a thing for him because of guns. It's a thing yeah. for him because of black people in general. Um. Uh, boy, so half of the time Chicago's mentioned in this book, it's the south side of Chicago. <laughs> no, of course it is. Which is the baddest part of town. Mm-hmm. And if you go there, you better beware for a man. Namely, Roy Brown. Mm-hmm. Bad, badly, Roy. Yeah. Bad, badly, mm-hmm. Roy Brown. He's mm-hmm. the baddest mm-hmm. man in the whole damn town. Yeah. Badder than old King Kong. Old King. Yeah. Madder than a junkyard dog. Mm-hmm. That's right, Katie. That's absolutely that. correct. What? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great song. <laughs> so, uh, he'd been a shy, gentle, quiet kid, built like a reed, but he learned one skill pretty quickly at Thomas Edison High, how to talk his way from a ba- out of a bad situation. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> okay, so he learned this from Derek. Um, because Brett... Derek? Brett, yeah, I think Derek's <laughs> gonna be a, a black inner city kid mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. teaches Seems him like how it. to be cool. Yeah. That's my guess. Yeah, he definitely is. So Brett sat by himself a lot at lunch because he wasn't one of the Irish kids. He wasn't one of the Italian kids. Uh, he'd made the mistake of trying to befriend a couple of black kids. That hadn't gone well. He'd ended up with a black guy and a few new vocabulary words to add to his okay. dictionary. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> it oh, is, Benny Shaps. It is. This is. It's every single thing he says. You're like, so did this literally happened to you. You had a bad experience in yeah. this in your life. No, I don't think this actually happened. No, to him. I think he imagined that if he had tried to yes, talk exactly. to a black it's kid like at this, school, that's what would have happened. Mind, it's the like thing that you around. do where you like imagine conversations with people and you mm-hmm. get into an argument about them. You're like, well, this is what I would say then. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what this is. This is his. Yeah. 
Okay. So, because um, trying to befriend black kids is a bad idea, uh, he sat alone. Because of the words you'll learn. Because of the words you'll learn. <laughs> he sat alone uh, until he made the mistake of, uh, of, sitting, of looking up one day. And standing, standing above him, glaring at him, was a behemoth, a black kid named Yard. I hate Nobody this. knew his real name. Everybody just called him Yard because he stood on, played on the school football team, stood six foot five, clocked in at a solid 280 pounds. There's so much height for him. He's obsessed with height. That's very funny. But I'm sorry. Uh, nobody knows his name, but he's on the football team. <laughs> yes, no one knows his name. What's on his jersey? No one knows his name. Yard? Cody. No one knows it's his name. It's just blank. Name. Unbelievable, Ben. He's just number 12. <laughs> nobody, oh, knows boy. His, nobody knows the star football player's name. No, he's Yard. Okay. And that's all anyone all right. knows. At Never the mind. School, I'm not mad. Where he goes. And Nobody has... even cared to find out where he got that Nick. I'm not mad. You're mad. You're the ones. How we all doing? Great. Great. Never been better. <laughs> so, uh, Yard stood six foot five, clocked in at a solid 280 pounds, and looked like he was headed straight for a lifetime of prison workouts. I, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Excuse me? What does that look like, Ben? Robert, excuse me? Don't be off-put by his laughing. This many, is just how we deal with this pain. We're up two, we're not even two pages into the chapter one. This is tra- like absolute trash. Headed for a lifetime. Why is he headed for Why? a lifetime? Because he's a tall black man? He's the star football team, Ben. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's not headed for the for prison the coach loved him everyone else feared him ah well okay all right yeah so brett looks up uh, and this causes yard to attack him um oh boy oh I my god that, oh, i thought that oh, brett was a behemoth oh. of a man as well i thought he was a no, big but he was, strapping man yet, made of stone that's a good point katie but he was small in school okay mm-hmm. he had a growth spurt he late had, in yeah, life. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, he grew once he started using guns. Yeah, okay, it, that makes sense. At some point, he turned from Ben Shapiro oh, literally man. into yeah. War General. Right. It's just like this, like, <laughs> eventually he turned into a bear, right? <laughs> Ben's just waiting for like he's it's just coming, watching. Guys. He's, My dad didn't grow till he was like fifty. Ben's, he's just watching Brave mm-hmm. on a loop, just like that's gonna be me one day. I'm gonna be the bear. No, that's liberal propaganda. Mm-hmm. Also, Frozen, definitely liberal propaganda. <laughs> okay. So, guys, this is – I looked ahead, and it's very bad. So, Ben – Brett is sitting down at school, <laughs> and, and Yard uh, looks at him, and he makes the mistake of looking up. And ah. then Yard mumbles something in his face. What, said Brett? I said, Yard growled, growled did you just call me inward? Because I just heard you call me inward. Yeah. Did he call him N-word? No. <laughs> I don't think he did, Katie. But, I mean, in his head, Ben Shapiro did when he came up with this yeah, character. Right. Absolutely. Like, he's like, oh, I bet Brett's Brett thinking this. And, oh, my gosh. Okay. You know what isn't headed for a lifetime of prison workouts? I can't begin to imagine. The products and services right. that support this podcast. I was going to guess Yard, actually. Yard uh, probably <laughs> makes millions of dollars yeah, as, a, as a talented football player who just got angry because Ben Shapiro absolutely called him the N-word. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. It still counts even if it's under your breath, Ben. Yeah. If, even if it's under your breath every waking hour of the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. Products. Yeah. 
This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. On average, it takes about 30 days for a person to break their New Year's resolution. So, if saving money was on your 2024 list, your odds aren't looking that great. Luckily, you have a 100% guaranteed way to save you money this year. Just switch to Mint Mobile. Right now, Mint Mobile has wireless plans starting at 15 bucks a month. That's unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. If you hate your phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data on the nation's largest 5G network. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying one or for a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. So switch to Mint Mobile and get your first three months of premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash behind. That's mintmobile.com slash behind. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash behind. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employer's respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. We're back, and we are just slowly making our way through this book very slowly we did the we did the blurbs we did we got <laughs> we're two the, pages in we now. got the description mm-hmm. the physical description of the main character i don't think we're gonna get far through this book mm-hmm. you guys you know what i don't care because the next chapter is the president yeah but i want to know how this situation with yard works oh good god 
Yard's hand came down on Brett's shoulder, heavy as doom. Brett could feel his bowels begin to give way when a smallish hand emerged on y- emerged on Yard's shoulder. Oh my God! What a bad writer. His biggest Ben Shapiro is a so, very bad writer. I'm so sorry, but like that's so bad. You remember when you, we've all had a hand emerge on us? It just punches right through, like the chest burster. So oh my God! Uh, oh, Ben Shapiro writes the way nun, uh, monks fuck, just like badly, poorly, okay. yes, badly. Uh, but also constantly, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Boy, okay. Mm. Uh, so a hand emerges on Yard's shoulder. <laughs> a black hand. Uh-huh. Yard swiveled ponderously to face down the person connected with the hand. Swiveled ponderously? Ponderously. All right, Ben. Yeah. This is his black friend, Derek, who who defends uh, uh, Ben Shapiro for not saying the N-word. <laughs> out loud. Yeah, out this loud. This time. Yeah, uh, so it's good. It's 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 good. So Derek, Derek is his friend um, who Brett teaches him. Brett is such him. an obvious stand-in for Ben. Yeah, Brett oh, is oh, incredibly yeah, obvious, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> and Derek is a stand-in for the friend that Ben, the black friend Ben Shapiro has yeah, never made in his entire wanted, life. Yeah, wish that he but, had so that these situations could be avoided. Mm-hmm. And who would stand up for him every time on Twitter he got called out as a racist? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Actually, my friend Derek. Defended me when I thought the N word a couple of times (laughs) at the definite future prisoner. Unbelievable. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, uh, one thing I want you to do at some point is uh, do a search for the word honky because I feel like, yes, you definitely. But first, we have to talk about Brett's growth spurt. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to happen. Between his junior and senior years of high school, Brett finally hit his growth spurt. Like his dad, he bloomed late. But when he did, he put on muscle and height like a racehorse. He sprouted five inches to six foot two. He broadened through the chest, filling out to a healthy 215. The coaches had ignored him in high school. But at the Citadel, he goes to military school. Mm -hmm. He quickly became their favorite. Um, this is so sad. Yeah, it's it's this a real bummer. This is such bummer. a sad insight into his psyche of what he desperately wants. I, I feel like I've learned so much more about Benny Shaps just from the first couple of pages yeah. of this book. Let's not hate him. Let's the, pity him. I mean, yeah. he'll it's, hate that Yeah, it's more. sad. We're all, we're all suffering from the same uh, problem. We just express it in different ways, and Ben has done this <laughs> instead. <laughs> um, I... Uh, I keep, I've thought about this before, um, specifically with uh, Jordan Peterson. Dr. Dr. Balthazar. Dr. George Jordan Balthazar Peterson, Peterson yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jordan Bumblebee Peterson. Uh, in that, he so he tries to explain things to people, and he like slips in some, I think, odious views. And yes. he does it in uh, language that seems academic, but is also kind of contradictory. It's like, it, it's, if you parse what he says, it's not great. Um, and he just sort of talks and talks and talks. I've always wanted him to stop what he's doing and write a novel. Mm-hmm. Because I know that if he writes a novel, then his views will be very clear. It will reveal a tremendous amount. And here of we are. Not, like, not intentionally necessarily. It'll, just, like, it'll ooze out of him. Like, here's, here's what I think about everybody he, on the page. He will write a novel that he thinks is about like a, a, a decent man running for president and saving the country. And everyone will point out 10 minutes after it's released, like, oh, you wrote Mein Kampf. Exactly. Yes, exactly. You like, wrote Mein Kampf. You'll, you'll be like, oh, these, all these emotions and feelings you're talking about and like what you think needs to like the, take, taking the chaos and turning mm-hmm. it into order, everything you're writing about, yeah. 
there will be like a three-page part where Jordan Peterson talks about seeing his first Hasidic Jew, and it will be like a word for word almost what right, Hitler right. wrote in Mein Kampf. Yeah. It's and going it's to be like, uncomfortable, and yeah. And no one will know it until it's published. Yeah. Uh, he won't know it, and uh, I desperately want him to do that, and I'm glad that Ben has done that for yeah. him. It, it shares a lot. So I'm just going to skim the next couple of pages because we've got to move on we to do. the, to the president. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so when he was uh, 22, he got sent to Saudi Arabia uh, and, and, and missed uh, Operation Desert Storm for the most part. Um, and he was really bummed that uh, we let the Kurds die, which I didn't hear Ben speak up a whole lot when we abandoned them in Syria. No, no, Why not? seems to be in a position he's changed. Yeah, it, interesting. Um, he meets someone named Ellen, who I don't care about. Um, <laughs> they have a kid together. Um, he's in Kosovo as a captain. By September 11th, he's a, ma- a major. By September 11th, he was a major. A major who, by simple coincidence, knew Pashto. So... One of the most what com- a simple coincidence. A simple coincidence. He learned one of the most complex and difficult to master languages on the face of the planet, just as a coincidence, like you do. I was I was just drawn there. I, there was no reason. Here's the best part. He's one of the first men on the ground in Afghanistan, and uh, he knew little of the country's culture, but his knowledge of the language made him a valuable commodity. So, how he- do you know what? a little of a culture but know a language? How? <laughs> did you learn that language? Yeah. How do you learn Pashto and nothing it's, about Afghan it, culture? Ben's view of the world. It's amazing. That, it's like, and it's like, yeah, he did like a matrix. He like, he like jacked into the matrix yeah. and he learned the language. But to, nothing, but nothing, nothing at all. Not a goddamn thing about Afghan culture. <laughs> so he hangs out with the Northern Alliance some. Oh, it, Rosetta Stone. There's a lot. Rosetta Stone. Yeah, he, just, yeah. he, did, he did the Pashto Rosetta Stone. Simple coincidence. Missed all the I culture can't. stuff. Cool. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he hung out with the Northern Alliance, and it was all very Lawrence of Arabia, Brett thought, except that Peter O'Toole had never had to deal with roadside bombs or donkeys laden with explosives or the lure of the opium trade. Such a good point. And it's interesting he describes it as the lure. Yeah. Hmm. Is he like... Okay, Ben. Is he tempted? Right, there's like half of it where it's like, this is what I think about the world, and half it's like, what if I... It's like... Uh, Could I do opium? Stuff? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, my you God. Couldn't. I'm sorry. It's so good. It's so good. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the administration makes a terrible deal that, that dooms the effort in Afghanistan, and uh, Brett Hawthorne is there as it's all falling apart, and he's with a CNN crew, and, and he, he saves the day. Um, he's, he'd been ushering the CNN crew around because, as he told his wife, gotta keep those schmucks from reporting that we eat Muslims. What? Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Wait. Wait, Robert. Yep. Wait. Yep. So he's... He's digging. He's making a dig at the mainstream media. Yep, obviously, but admitting to cannibalism. Yeah, but like the yeah, like doing saying the awful thing as Mm -hmm. like a good thing. He he doesn't because CNN would report that American soldiers eat Muslims because they hate American soldiers and don't, for example, respond worshipfully when we fire missiles at. Uh, mm-hmm. an empty airbase in Syria and talk I about see. the beauty of our weapons. They don't do that. They hate the American military. Okay. Oh, then I hate them. Exactly. All right. So a little digging here about how lazy the CNN people are. Sure. And then Brett turned to speak. This is after the camera and says they've got enough footage. Brett turned to speak and from behind the cameraman, he saw a child on a donkey about 300 feet away. His service weapon, a Beretta M9, was in his hand before he even felt it leave oh his holster. <laughs> And she pulls a gun. gun. (laughs) What? 
racist gremlin. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I bet rec- it works out though. I bet he's right. I bet he's right. Oh, he's absolutely Hell right. Yeah, and and the evil CNN cameraman zooms in eagerly as the situation <laughs> degenerates because he wants to he wants to capture the kid being shot by uh-huh. yeah. Okay, we're going to go on to the president here. I don't need I don't need more of this. We get Good. You don't want to hear the description of the child dying? No, I don't know that the child... I'm sure he saves the child, and the oh. evil CNN cameraman is angry at this. Mm. President Prescott. Okay. Mm. That's a good name. That's a... I mean, that's a it's solid very presidential. Uh, president name. Yeah. yeah. We I'm simply surprised can't. he didn't do, like, a very, like, African Sh- name. Or, like, yeah. Like. <laughs> Uh, <sighs> O'Rock Bobama mm-hmm. something President like that Secret Muslim yeah. yeah President Black Man oh boy no it's Mark Prescott alright okay solid solid <laughs> we simply can't pay for it sir White House Chief of Staff Tommy Bradley was standing over the President's <laughs> desk in the Oval Office a sheaf of budget papers in his hand crumpled wrinkled papers covered in red notes the numbers just didn't add up President Mark Prescott didn't care Listen to me, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh, how transparent can you be? That's so. That's like. That's also mm-hmm. like really poorly written. Oh, it so is good. because we go from like yeah the 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 president's chief of staff standing over uh, the, a sheaf of budget papers in his hand, crumpled wrinkled papers covered in red notes. That's not even a sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. crumpled a wrinkled bunch. papers covered in red notes is not a full sentence. Mm-mm, mm-mm, There's mm-mm. no action in no, that sentence. Well, it's creative liberty. It is a creative yeah, liberty. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like Palinuk style. Yeah, he's got that. Like it's like two word sentences, you mm-hmm. know. And, and he loves yes, it. I was it's going sort of, to say yeah. this has a very Palinucky, Palinucky, right? Yeah, yeah it's Pal- Palinuckesque, mm-hmm. Palinuckish. Mm-hmm. Palinu- you guys are way too generous. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, listen to me, Tommy, said the president. My re-election ri- relies on our ability to secure funding for this action. You know that. I know that. The polls show it. We don't have a choice in the matter. Okay, so what's this What's this action about? Yeah, what are they... Oh, he's afraid of becoming a Jimmy Carter. Also, like, what's um, he alluding to with, like... In re- like regards to Obama, I'm I'm still we're a while into this, okay. and I can't okay. figure out responsibility. W- what guess, they can't yeah. pay for. Right. Um, I wonder if we'll ever find out. I got it. Uh, oh, there I was a it. stock market crash that's apparently this Democratic <laughs> president's fault. Just like the stock market crash in 2008 didn't start in the Bush administration. Because it, it was Obama's fault mm-hmm. that it crashed in the Bush administration. Yeah. I mean, it's Obama's fault for being black. That is absolutely true. Yeah. And I bet if they'd, he'd been at high school with Ben Shapiro, they would have had an interaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet if uh, Ben Shapiro saw... Uh, Saw him in high school. He'd be like, "You're gonna go to prison one day. <laughs> go to prison one day." <laughs> and nobody knows your name. And nobody knows your name. Star football player that everybody knows. <laughs> Unreal. So good. The unemployment rates climbed beyond ten percent and is headed towards the fifteen percent mark. If you right. counted those who had stopped looking for a job, the real unemployment rate was closer to twenty five percent, which was the unemployment rate during the Great Depression, mm-hmm. um, and never was close to that during Obama's administration. Interesting. Um, Cool. Leeches. So Prescott did what Prescott knew how to do. 
he survived. The (laughs) easiest way to survive end his predecessor's wars, no matter what the cost, and then pump up the spending at home. There was no glory to be won on the poppy fields of Afghanistan. Everlasting glory didn't come in the form of military victory in this day and age. It came in the form of everlasting social programs that grew and inured to the benefit of all Americans. He's saying that's bad. The benefit of all Americans! He's saying not fighting hopeless wars that waste all of our money and and benefit national security, not one iota, and instead spending the money to help Americans is bad. That it's cowardly. This is unbelievable. Every pundit should be forced to write a novel. (laughs) Like, I want to know what's in your soul. I want to know what's in there. And Would let's you be able to do that? that? Yeah. I've written got, one and it's bad. Damn right But if I run for president, I will publish my bad novel. Get it yeah. out of the way. Mine's just like spooky stories yeah. and Animorphs parodies. Yeah. Cody, it's not fair to call them Animorphs parodies. They are Animorphs erotic fiction. And Thank I, you, you know what? I will say erotic literature. <laughs> I don't... Wait, you've read it and I haven't? I... All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for saying that. It is. <laughs> My book is going to be just uh, for kids. Mm-hmm. For kids. About being a good so friend. So also Animorphs Erotica? <laughs> it's going to be a girl and her imaginary friend donkey. That's a good size. That's a good idea for a book. Yeah. And Don't it take it, guys. less thirsty than Cody's book, which is mm. drier than the Sahara. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Aww. It's desperate. But. <laughs> he was 37 minutes late. We can, we can razz him a little. One note, Cody. Uh, there's actually no such thing as a fuck panther. <laughs> prove it. <laughs> I dare you to prove that somehow. I think there's a fuck panther in this book. Yeah. <sighs> Several. A couple of them, yeah. <laughs> Type in fuck panther. Let's see how many times see, there's you. a fuck panther. Um, I wonder if the word fuck does appear in this at all. I Probably bet not. not. I, I bet, bet he... Oh my gosh, no. 19 matches. Ooh. He is... He, Brett... Brett the asterisk. Brett Badass is a, a military guy. I mean, guy. he's a loose cannon. I have He'll a fire off a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck. Oh boy. Fuck you, motherfucker. Get the fuck out of my hood to get oh. his men the fuck off my border. Fuck these animals. Yeah. There we go. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Oh, boy. Unless he's actually talking about fucking animals, in no, which case I'm not no. looking for I'm that. I'm going to pop no, right over there and the see if it's... Erotica. Oh. oh, the Taliban had used the hangar as an execution post. There was a line of bodies lying on the floor, many of them wearing American uniforms. Those bodies had been mutilated obscenely. They'd done it slowly. They'd enjoyed themselves. <laughs> animals, he said softly. Fuck these animals. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, so not actually fucking animals. I was gonna, In the racist way. Yeah. That's cool. That's I, cool. I was going to comment on the um, the poorly written aspects of yeah, that. Yeah, it is badly then, written. Then, All right. Uh, yeah, more about the president. Okay. FDR was worshipped not because of World War II, but because of Social Security. <laughs> Wait, who's speaking right now? The president? This is just a rant Ben's going on it again. About the president who can't afford something that we haven't been told what it is yet. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. I love, this is just like one of his uh, townhall.com essays that he's like, ah, they're not going to publish this. I'll put it in my book. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. So Prescott spent, he spent on green technologies, on education programs, on food stamps and highways, medical mandates. Who needs a fucking highway? (laughs) Who's going to use this? So the poors can drive to work? The pavos. I I love that so far the message of the first page of the President Prescott chapter is that he's a coward for spending money on highways and not Afghanistan. He doesn't want to do any more war. Are you scared of the guns? I am... 
in Why don't love you invest in human beings' lives? Yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, yeah, this obviously spending money on Americans rather than Afghanistan destroys the economy. He's making a great point. Yeah, he is making a very important point. Um, and, yeah, and so President Prescott starts to doubt whether or not he's going to win a, a second term. And then a miracle. In the middle of the night, Prescott woke up with a phrase ringing in his brain. Over and over, it was as though a higher power had placed them in his mind. He grabbed a pen from his bedside drawer and wrote it down. Work freedom. The work freedom program. That's how Paul McCartney wrote. Oh, my God. Yesterday. Yesterday, Mm -hmm. yeah. He woke up with a melody in his head and he had to write it down. Yeah. He kept going to all his friends and being like, is this this anything? Am I making this up? Oh, my God. Okay, wait, what? This is like a really gross. Ben thinks he's being smart, but this is a Holocaust reference that he's making. He's comparing social welfare programs to the Holocaust. Of course he, of course is. he is. Let me let me read you this paragraph. Everyone recognized the value of freedom, but what did that mean other than the right to a job? Freedom meant nothing if you couldn't put bread in your children's mouths at night. And America was a country of workers. Freedom was work, and work was freedom. Work freedom. Simple, easy, repeatable. Genius. What was stamped on the gates of Auschwitz mm-hmm. and a number of other death mm-hmm. camps was uh, Arbeit macht free, work brings freedom. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's literally what he is literally comparing yes, is a jobs program. Yes, 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 yeah, unfucking believable. Yeah, he's a. It's believable. Uh, it's believable that this that little, he gre- would say <laughs> yeah, that. This little gremlin mm-hmm. doing. Yeah, you all who won't, you know who won't make ghoulish Holocaust comparisons to score a cheap political point against a fake president. Jordan Peterson. Right. Wait, never mind. Uh, <laughs> Ayn Rand. No shit. Uh, We're close. Uh, Would it be Stephen Crowdy? Products Swati. and services. Katie got it. I can't believe that was right. That was a real you stab in the dark. You nailed it. You nailed it. These products and services will, in fact, bring freedom work to you. Freedom. Work freedom. The work freedom products that advertise on this show. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury, with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. 
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from The Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. We're back. Yes. And gang, it's time for me to admit something now, 40 or so minutes into this. Yeah. Which is that um, w- when we when we decided we were going to do another one of these, I really agonized over which book to choose. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really frustrated Sophie by going back and forth. We had a number of contenders for this, and I was worried that the Ben Shapiro book wouldn't be a good idea because oh, I was like, it's probably just like a really lame thriller. Like mm-hmm. he wrote like the, like he, he had like a script for a generic action movie and he wrote it and we're just going to be like reading through turgid prose about shooting people and it's just going to be very boring. Yeah. And I would have right. to be like 20 minutes in and be like, okay guys, I'm sorry. We got to like revamp and figure out something else. I've learned so much about so ben. much about it. <laughs> I believe that this was a script he pitched around yes, and then developed into a novel. And I am certain that in his head, his dream was that, like, I'm going to pitch this script and myself as a screenwriter. But once they meet me, they'll be, like, the only person who can pray, play Brett oh, Hawkins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, all right, we He's love like it, John but, Wayne was short. But yeah. He just built the sets around him. Mm-hmm. You got to change it so Brett's actually a short, obnoxious guy. <laughs> uh, it's actually better if you're short on camera. It's better for lighting purposes. Ben, Ben, we love the script. But the protagonist needs to be more unpleasant to listen to. <laughs> all right, give us some all more. Right, all right, all right. I... We only have time. We, we we will not get through enough of this. You know what, Robert? That's mm-hmm. fine. That you know is, what? Is it Robert, fine? I think it's disgusting. I think it's I think it's embarrassing that we haven't gotten through this whole thing. I think it's fine, but we got to do like a 10-part series so we finish it. Okay. So, what should we what should we what should we go through next? I feel like going through There's chapter chapter. Some we're, options. We're just going to get bogged down. Is there anything you want me to search for so we can um, try to well, I have a question. So when uh, when he ran into that uh, oh, absolutely. future prisoner, uh-huh. um, and he didn't say the N-word, but he thought the N-word. Yeah. Um, was it typed out? Was the word typed out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great. So I would absolutely. say search for the other instances I of that I also word. wouldn't mind hearing about this. What oh. was the woman character? What was her uh, description? What did she do? Um, oh, do you mean the um, the militia leader? Yeah. Well, I know that her first chapter starts with her baking cookies for a SWAT team that's coming after her. Are you kidding me? Yes. Is this a no, joke? No, no. I mean, no, I wouldn't mind checking real. that out. Oh, All right. You liar. You absolute liar. I, <laughs> There's no way. I, if there, I will lie about a lot of things, Shh. Cody. 
the coronavirus, for uh-huh. example. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will never lie about Ben Shapiro's prose. Soledad, Central Valley, California. The SWAT team didn't expect it the first time she brought them cookies. Nobody brings the SWAT team cookies. But Soledad Ramirez... But the lady does! <laughs> well, Soledad Ramirez knew the value of good press, and she baked mean chocolate chip cookies. No oatmeal raisin here, she said, good-naturedly, handing out the meltingly hot treats to the men wearing full meltingly military gear and carrying M4 set to burst. Oh, my God. Number one... Ben. Is he, does he mean they were about to come? No. Um, so military-grade M4s and similar weapons based off the AR uh, platform um, have a burst. burst fire mode, which does a three-round burst okay. in, in addition to semi-automatic. No one would use it in that situation. No. If you are act- Semi-automatic is primarily for killing, like for actually trying to take aim shots. So if you are entering a building uh, in, in the thought that you might have a gunfight, you're not going to have your rifle set on burst. Sorry. It's just very – Yeah, also, um, if – just – this is nitpicking. Meltingly hot. Meltingly um, hot. If something is melting, yeah. we, as, we, the reader, would assume that they're hot. You don't need to say – You melt- don't need to – Also, meltingly. Yeah, it's yeah. very awkward. Um, it's also, fine. It's they, fine. Not important. They all eat the cookies, which <laughs> <laughs> I feel like is a bad call for a SWAT team entering yeah. a hostile situation. No, no, no. You got to just load take up. the food you that gotta- they <laughs> <hand> you. <laughs> <laughs> the person you're rating. Um, is this... Wait, so, okay. So this woman um, is the cookie maker. So wait, what yes. militia uh, is she a part of? But Well, because also she, there's the other woman, right? There was like his wife, they had a kid. Oh, yeah. She's unconsequential. Right. Unconsequential. So that, that's what, it, like, there's no, nothing else the about... this is the militia leader. So she's a right-wing militia leader? I am going to guess. But so she far, also oh knows boy. her gender role and how to knows her way around a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the so meltingly hot cookies. It, it seems like she's a ranch owner, and there's the EPA uh, ruled that uh, there's a, a type of rare fish um, that was in danger from water overuse in the river, and they were stopping her from, from doing her important farm work. Um, and we're, we're going Just to confiscate her fish. property if she didn't start stop watering her plants. Um so uh, that's a way to frame it yeah i think so yeah i think it's a mix of that and like what happened with the bundies oh my god yep cool (laughs) um but yeah but she she does know how to bake and that's important for a woman Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she protested she sued it didn't matter according to the government that her husband's father had bought the farm worked it up from nothing it didn't matter that her husband had worked his heart out almost literally on the farm keeling over at the ripe old age of 52 while grazing those damn cattle it didn't matter that she had 50 some employees and their families depended on her all that mattered was the smelt that damn fish it's definitely the obama it's yeah. exactly it that. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And it yeah, it kills all her cows. That's so, so she embarrassing, Ben. Oh my god, there's <laughs> even a reference to you guys ever done like a lot of driving up the five from yeah, like, Los have. Angeles North. You know how they have all those like Congress made dust bowl, yep. Pelosi da- it even there's even a direct reference to that. They're making her the character who put those signs up on the side of the five. You know what? I've always wondered. I have to it's, drive up it's... there frequently because my family lives in the Bay Area, so I yeah. make that drive. Mm-hmm. A lot, yeah. A lot. I've done it dozens of times. And I'm always wondering, who did this? Soledad oh, Ramirez. Soledad Ramirez. Are there any ones that say, uh, stop by for my meltingly hot cookies? Uh, nope. Okay. I wonder how Soledad Ramirez feels about immigration. Oh, boy. I well, <laughs> good news, Katie. She was a week away from filing, I think, for bankruptcy. Uh, Yeah, yeah, filing for bankruptcy when she received the letter. It came from one of her former employees, Emilio. 
He'd immigrated from Mexico decades before, crossed the border illegally. She'd paid him well, sponsored his citizenship, and brought his family over to join him. He's a valuable employee, she told her skeptical friends. And if you were living on that side of the border, wouldn't you jump it? He's not taking money from anybody except me, and I'm paying him for work. He was one of the last men to be laid off as the ranch died. She cried the night she told him the cash had run out. He thanked her, hugged her, and moved his family to Los Angeles. So he writes her a letter. Well, that's a good immigration story, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, I we'll feel see. I feel like that's if a, yeah. you uh, do a search for Emilio, oh, good Christ! Might, oh no! Did he oh, become a gang good. member? Oh no, he became a gang member. <laughs> oh, almost, almost. So he and his family had been forced to take a small apartment in East Los Angeles. Ah, and and then, Emilio had gotten uh, a job at a factory, a local, one of those classic East LA sure, factories. Yeah. 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 Just, guys, <laughs> so East LA is teeming with factories. It's factory oh, town, that's what we oh, all call God. it. So their son Juan had been enrolled at the public high school. That's where he'd been killed. One of his classmates apparently had tried to recruit him into a gang. When he refused, several of the gang members found him in the bathroom. They started punching him. Yeah, they beat him to death for not joining a gang. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, football, gangs, and factories. Mm-hmm. It's just so, he's so simple. He's such a simple boy. Mm-hmm. So she uh, she refuses to pay her tax bill uh, and instead sends the money over to Emilio so he can bury his 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 boy, um, who didn't said no to gangs. Yeah, and then that's why the SWAT team comes after her because she's not paying her taxes because mm-hmm. she had to help Emilio bury his gang killed boy, and that's what starts the standoff. Okay. That's a stand in okay. for the Bundy standoff that happened when the Bundys refused to actually pay mandatory grazing fees that were very clear and very fair. For more than a decade until finally there was an action that was then stopped because the government got scared because mm. we don't or at least didn't live in a, a guys a, yeah this is a rich tapestry mm-hmm. there's a lot that brings up really important moral questions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we shouldn't mock it no 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 it's good you're right it's good mm-hmm. i don't mean anything i just said uh, oh he talks me, about though. there's a character named lavon uh-huh. Yeah, there is. He talks about, oh, my God. Levon, not a white character. Really? Mm. No. Huh. Detroit, Michigan is where uh-huh. Levon yep, yep, yep. lives. And the first sentence of Levon's chapter is, Detroit was a shithole, but it was his shithole. I hate this so much. That's the way Levon Williams had thought of it. He'd grown up in this shithole right near Eight Mile Road, a long street. This, <laughs> this is horrible. This is horrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> I will not have Detroit slander on like, the podcast. Just ben, just, like, <laughs> just write a book. He like saw Eight Mile with Eminem. And it takes like, place yeah, in like your dorm room when you Jeez. were in law school. Does he yes. talk about the rap world battles? You know. Oh my God, he must right. He must talk about rap battles. Let's. I'm just gonna see if. Yeah, rap. Does he talk about? Rap oh my God, or? there's no. Let's see if there's hip hop. Or like, I'm trying to think of like. It's not his really, forte. Like, Vernacular, the words like oh, Ben. Why are you doing that? What are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. It doesn't look like we have that problem. Thank here. God for small miracles. Yeah, thank God for small miracles. Well, guys, I don't know how much more. I mean, we could, we could, we could. We keep don't this going need to. For hours, um, but we can't because time is. Uh, yes, Cody. Could you real quick just search for mm-hmm. the word Marxism? Oh my God! Of of course. Thank you. Of course. Let's just see Marx. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Marxism. Oh, no, only once. Uh, wow. Where um, the president's plan to... Uh, um, Actually, I'm going to read you with the president's plan, (laughs) because this is what uh, Ben essentially calls Marxism and socialism. This is the president speaking. Yeah, the evil president. Yeah, the Marxist the worst president, person yeah. who doesn't want us to be Doing in Afghanistan. Fifteen percent unemployment. I promise you right <laughs> now that you will not pay one additional dollar in taxes for this program. You will not lose your job, and if your employer should selfishly fire you, we are establishing a business trust to which all businesses will contribute, which will pay your salary during rainy days. Businesses may try to scare you, but people are always frightened of what they do not understand. Selfishness must not be allowed to trump the vital liberties of the American people. And this action will not contribute to our national debt. It will contribute to our collective wealth with the entire American population working, producing, creating, not just 80% or 90% or even 93%. We will boost our gross domestic product exponentially. What <laughs> He's a called, monster. Mean, this is bad. It's like, what if there was a social safety net? <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Damn you. Highways. Oof. Amazing. Um, one last one. Yep. Do a search for um, IQ. Oh, boy. Oh, Cody. <laughs> Maybe. Just a shot in the dark. Who knows? No, no, no. No? Okay. That's for his other book. <laughs> right? This has been... Uh... Not that illuminating. No. I mean, it has been illuminating, but only in uh, affirming yeah. the things that we know. Um, just for a number, for numbers' mm-hmm. sake, uh, Patriot. Oh, boy. Yeah, let's see that. Only two. Yeah. What? Only two. Ben, you loser. Yeah. You don't he, care he, about America at all. America. You hate America. Unbelievable. I'm so glad you picked this book. I am, too. Yeah, Thank so you, Sophie. glad you picked this book. <laughs> I am so glad that Sophie finally insisted that I pick this book finally. rather than vacillating like a fucking coward. Yeah, we did it. And I am going to just hop right in right now. Um, let's go to my orders. Get that refund. Uh, get that started. refund. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want old Benny Shaps to get any of this. I want to read his Can you pilot give feedback? So Can you give feedback as to why you want a refund? No. Say no. this is oh, trash. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I will. I, I will say yeah. this and is while trash. Robert, trash. And while Robert does that, do you guys want to plug your pluggables? Yeah, uh, hell yeah. Well, you can check out our show that we do with Robert, content. Worst Year Ever. Okay. I'm sure you guys know about that. Uh, and you can check out our show, Even More News. That's our podcast. Cody, you want to tell them about the other things we do? Uh, it's a YouTube show. It's called Some More News. Damn straight. Uh, you can Google it and Google our names to find mm-hmm. all the social media accounts yep, yep, that are associated yep, yep. with the social shows needs. and with uh, us, us personally. Because they exist. They exist. They're out there uh, with tweets. You, you know, know what I posts. love is things that exist. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah, famous yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my item has been successfully returned. So that's good. That's Yay. good. It's been processed. I'm so happy for us, for so you. So there's a lesson for all of you. Uh, if you want to game Amazon a little bit. It's uh, a smart one. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Also, you can follow Robert on Twitter at I Write Okay. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BastardsPod. We have a tea public store and a website at BehindTheBastards.com. What she said. And bye. 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 Hello. Hi. Shit. Oh. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on? Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder only at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply.